What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You were listening. You were watching the Complex Sneaker Show. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, my two friends. First off, to my right, Mr. Matt Welty. I'm back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. Didn't even get a chance to miss him. (laughs) To my left, Mr. Brendan Dunn. Back from where? We were here last week. No, I'm mad. I was going to use that joke, and um, he he jumped in front of the narrative. (laughs) He's always prepared. He said, no false narratives. I'm (laughs) back. He said, I'm back, and Welty, where are you back from? Uh, people thinking that I became a crypto pusher overnight. <laughs> You're back from being banished from your favorite social media platform. Yeah. Exiled. Literally, ex. Yeah, ex- Exiled. Nice. Yeah. Your Twitter guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, your Twitter guy act last week. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. What the hell happened, yeah. buddy? You were, you were shilling Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It, it, it was in the, it was in the middle of the night. You, you guys, ever, what did you click on? No, I didn't click on. What anything. did you click on? I didn't. I really didn't. You, did you? No, did I'm being you honest. Come to a phishing scam? No. How no. do you know? Because I didn't click on anything. Was the, is there? Are you? Did you? It happened in the middle. Take stock of nope. the things nope. that you no, may no, have no, clicked no, no, on. No, no, like no. Trust, some, me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Some supplement, no, some no, powder, some workout equipment, like a Bulgarian bag. You ended up on a Bulgarian website. Hold on, hold on, because I don't know. I definitely don't click weird things and. You, it ha- I, I checked my feed, and then mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, you guys ever like log in from your phone or something, or have to log back into your account, and you get that notification that you've logged in from yeah. a device on your Twitter yes. account. Yeah, yeah, it got that. But I, overnight, I, I started scrolling through my feed, and there was a notification that it had been logged in from another device, and I clicked it. And I'm like, I didn't log back into my account, and it was from Tennessee, and I'm like, what the heck? And then so. <laughs> So I go to change, Tim Robinson of you. Yeah, I go to I go to change my uh, password, and yeah. they had like screwed up my two FA to like their account and all this sort of stuff. And it was in the middle of the night, though. Even though you got locked out for days, at least the barrage of <laughs> yeah. Bitcoin advice. Yeah, for anybody who didn't see Wealthy's timeline during that period, it was a lot of replies to yeah. tweets shilling various cryptocurrencies and saying oh my god what what a deal you have to get in on this and links and likes and things like that yes. crazy it, and then i had to go back and i didn't realize how many there was because i had to manually delete all of the tweets because it couldn't have you know you don't want them attached to your uh, account luckily uh shout out to some good people that we know behind the scenes who are able to at make, twitter yeah yes able to make everything happen so nice. you're back it took how was it did it feel good did you did you to be off twitter for a little bit or did you a little bit you, a little bit have the shakes no <laughs> yeah exactly I, I did feel like i needed a reset because i i mean i can admit it sometimes you you let the the negativity or whatever like get to you mm. a little bit you know because you always you always get 98 percent good but then you just get the same constant people sending negative things your way and it's mm-hmm. just like sometimes you, i don't know why but you just let that negativity mm. sink into your head and you're yeah. like yeah stop thinking about it you know but one of the things I've told myself so far, and I've acted good on it, I know, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing it because of work, but since I got the account back, mm-hmm. I have not logged into Twitter on my phone. I'm just keeping it on, oh, that's my, good. on my desktop. New like, level of self-control. Oh, yeah, maybe wow. I should have it on my phone for like work-related reasons, but I'm like, you know what? Right now, I'm just going to have it on my desktop and not be checking in on it. No, I could support that. In my... Uh, roundabout daily life so do you think they guessed your password like was it no, something no, no. so obvious no i don't it, it's <laughs> new just, balance with a yeah new balance three that. for the e and fours for the a's or that's what? my that, that's actually uh <laughs> my um my uh my twitter password is new balance pays me 
Well, we're glad you're back. Yes. Yeah. We look forward to uh, new tweets from you <laughs> coming soon. Great time. It's just, it's just a funny thing, too, because of all the things a nefarious actor could have been promoting when they took over your account specifically. Right. That was the, the ironic Cryptocurrency part. is that, the most was, ironic, given. That was actually the funny <laughs> yeah, given part. How much fun- you've rallied against that uh, was the funny cryptocurrency yes, uh, yes. NFTs. If, but exactly. if anything, I feel like, and this is the last thing I would say, is I yeah. feel like that even hardened my stance of being um, this is all a scam of being against it oh. where it's like oh someone hacked my account to try to push it yeah so it's like hey don't even try to bring it up to me at this point yeah and it, and it let people know for sure it was fake because matthew j wealthy would never be standing no. on this type of business no not his thing <sighs> nope what else has been happening in the world of sneakers since we last spoke did you guys see this chinese new year Air Force One. Saw those. Interesting. Really, shoe. really intricate details on those. I love these. Yeah. I feel like the Lunar New Year thing, Chinese New Year, is something that Nike goes back to once a year. And one of those themes that they started a decade plus ago, mm-hmm. and it was exciting at first, and then you just go through so many themes, and it's hard to still make shoes around that same yearly theme that I are I feel like a lot of holidays just in general. Like yeah. That. Like, we've had the discussion on full size run, rest in peace, where I know Trinidad mm. felt strongly about um, some of the Black History Month shoes yeah. like, over the years. Like sometimes he'd be like, this shoe's really good, but then he's like, sometimes you just put kente cloth on it and yeah. call it a day, and mm. you're like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah, or the best of the Nike basketball Christmas sneakers from a decade ago and mm-hmm. how that was still interesting then, and now Christmas rolls around, and you don't really care or think that much or, about Or even go back to, I think, one of the shoes that really uh, connected maybe this now this is like a decade ago um but was super limited was that black history month air jordan three yes the, mm-hmm. like the black and, the black with the gold yeah and yeah. i'm like oh that was because it it wasn't one of the first black history month shoes but it felt like early on on the trend of all the brands celebrating all the holidays all the time but you're yeah like, oh that shoe really stands out because it wasn't just one shoe in a big collection it felt yeah. like more meaningfully placed you know but these days i think hard to make a holiday sneaker stand out but this air yes. force one this chinese new year lunar new year year of the dragon one just one of the most detailed actual nike sneakers we've ever seen because you look at it and it looks like a custom right it looks like a piece of art yeah it reminds me of like those very luxe old days of like totally different upper but like the crocodile air force one something in like a special box things like that but yeah it's uh china release only as far as we know right now, yeah, it popped they've, up. They've our done friend. that recently uh, over the past few years too, because I remember last year one of the bigger um, shoes from, or like holiday shoes, or just limited Air Jordans was that Year of the Rabbit Air Jordan One Low, yeah. mm-hmm. a surprise uh, sneaker. Yeah, which was super limited, um, had a high resale. That's why I say surprise sneaker. I didn't think yeah. people would care about it quite so much, but, but ended so up being very so coveted. limited in such like, if anything's limited, and then it's. Uh, marketed towards like a specific audio audience where it's like people are just going to go kind of rabid for it you yeah kind of go what for it oh rap still got it yeah <laughs> also that that uh year of the dragon air force one is 365 dollars that which i can appreciate on this particular shoe i think there's a lot of times when a sneaker arrives often from nike and the retail price is a little higher than expected this time, I could see it being justified. You have like a lot more like cultural holidays, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Black History Month, uh, Lunar New Year, mm-hmm. etc. But just the the tradition of Nike just celebrating 
just the traditional like American holidays, a la like St. Patrick's Day, Air Force Ones, Halloween, patent leather, oh, Air Force Ones. I know we talked era. about that. Definitely yeah. an era. And the St. Patrick's Ones. Those were big, big release days at yeah. the mall. Really? If you got them. Yeah. If you got them. I always felt like those drops, we weren't sure. Even when it was like Roosevelt Field when I was working mm -hmm. out, which was like a top tier yeah. account for finish line. We were never sure if we were going to get those releases. It was always like week to week. Are we getting them? But yeah, those patent leather. Yeah. The, the patent leather drops. That was Easter. The all the Easter. Easter. St. Yes. Patrick's Day. Halloween. The Easter Air Force Ones. I feel like in that era, there was the 05 and 06. The 05 is a little uh, lighter pastel. Mm -hmm. And then the 06 is a darker shade of essentially the same shoe. I feel like those were like peak fab dj clark kent yes. patent leather yes. streetwear babe hoodies so much of that era mid 2000s yeah. throwbacks like those were the pinnacle of it there's also an air 180 who came that came out of the same yeah. time the easter right yep that yeah. has the cracked egg on the tongue yeah we've talked about those yeah. yeah oh man those were the big skipping the the lace holes when <laughs> that's you how you were lacing X. them up that's the, how a lot the, of people the, were the lacing them up like in you know yeah. yeah that's, that's how i skip Holes like a Th Harlem lace job. That's how a lot of people were lacing those up, for sure. Were you Rudy Calderon had the bunny ears dripping all over the Air Force Ones. <laughs> Wait, did you do the? Did you do sometimes? The, not a lot. You, the Harlem, you did the Long Island lace job. What was that? The <laughs> bar know, lacing? No. If you're gonna say bar lacing, no, I'm totally against. I bar feel like lacing. this is more like the Long Island lace you know, job, like just letting them let them hang loose, like I, always, I tried to do a couple weeks yeah. ago. Oh, I mean, that's that's me today. Still, I still do it like that. I always used to say like um. I don't know if it was Foot Locker or Champs back in the day, but when I was working at Finish Line, I think like some real, real deep sneaker beef. It, it used to be like, uh, th their displays are bar lacing, though. Why would you ever go there? Oh, yeah, Foot there? Locker, Foot Locker it was it? Finish, yeah. Really? Bar yeah, bar lacing should never happen, ever. No. You know, my nephew on Easter once, he was two years old, had bar lacing. I almost told my sister, what are you doing? We don't bar lace in this family. <laughs> Straight ahead. No, no. And I remember working at Finish Line being like, oh, going into Foot Locker, this, this display with the bar lacing so whack. It's like when you go into a sneaker store and they have the medial side of the shoe yes. showing. Yes, yes. You just know something is wrong and you wish that the like people who did selling this? those shoes. Or, yeah. or like all the size nines on the wall, beautiful left side, and then there's a size four and a half kids because you didn't have to fill it. It's like, it doesn't yeah. look good. Or Not I aesthetically the, I pleasing. I think the medial side would happen sometimes because a customer would accidentally put the shoe up on the wall. Okay. Like all the shoes are lateral side and the one medial gets put there and then the customer accidentally puts the shoe up on the wall. Like they didn't buy the shoe and they just put it back like yeah. that. What corners did you cut to fill the wall at night? Every single one. Okay, me too. You know what the <laughs> easiest one was? The easiest one was when you had the sale racks on the back, on the end of the wall, finish yeah. line. It was basically... It, it was basically like um, the main wall with all the shoes, hundreds, mm -hmm. and then sale rack at, at the end. Like, uh, I forget what they were called. Like All at, the leftover stuff that nobody wanted. Yeah, essentially at the yeah. end, it was one one metal rack. And then if there were holes in the wall, all I would do was like take the sale tag off and just put them in the regular one but, just but you to like, save time. You, like you said, it's so unesthetic to have where you would have, a, have to have a whole yes. row yes. of shoes. And there's like... Uh, They'd all, all have to be on sale, or if there's like one missing and it was like yeah. the shoes came in pods of three, mm -hmm. and there's like two. Wait, 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 wait. 
The shoe came as a deposit three. Yeah, so basically, if you had the Air Max 90 infrared, right, it would it be three, three straight three in a ride. Row. Okay. Three straight, and Each. then the next model. So then, if like okay. you, you, yeah, if you had two, and then it would disrupt the whole this, flow. We're so deep right now. So yeah, the, but yeah, everyone who worked across. there would not would remember be, it. It would be three across. Like uh -huh. the row yeah. goes, you know, ten high, three across, or whatever, <laughs> okay. Okay. or seven, whatever, seven high, three across. Yeah. And you'd ha either have all the same shoe, three across. Yes. Or all different shoes, three across, yeah. or the same shoe on the end cap and a different one in the middle, but somehow it would just like... And was it acceptable to have three different shoes, three across? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, My but not, OCD, not a lot. if I had worked in that Not in the store. first two two walls, the new arrival wall. <laughs> Never. Uh, you shouldn't, no. Joe's back putting a young was, employee on yeah. probation for that. Yeah, back when, when you shouldn't have done that, but listen... <laughs> The wall, the wall was such a task. It's nine o'clock. You close at nine thirty. You look around, and there's so many holes yep. in the wall. They're like, "Oh, we'll be here till 11. But the, but because the, no, the, what the, till eleven? Yeah, to replace all the holes in the wall. It but was the, the biggest thing. But the man, the the real thing that you should have done if you sold a shoe off the wall, yeah, you should have immediately should replaced, have replaced it. it but wall. no one really did. No one really did. But having to reprint out the SKUs, like if you are just going to replace something you've already sold, you take the shoe form out, and the price tag should be stuck to the the shoe form so you can just plop it back in mm -hmm. but if you're like that was the last pair i need to replace it with something else now at the end of the night you have to go into the thing you have to type the skew in print it back out and put it on so we didn't even have print we were handwriting and my oh. handwriting was terrible got me in trouble sometimes oh it says 64.99 no that's actually 84.99 sorry yeah. to inform you and then we you know we always i couldn't i couldn't win because the handwriting was trash still trash or what about when you have to get the the sale tag gun oh i used to go around <laughs> shooting everyone <laughs> like it was a money gun <laughs> uh, no, yeah it was the plastic thing i used to go around <laughs> but what about when you and then they jammed a lot what about you, you when you run out of like the plastic things you have to like search half the store to find where the rest of them are. we're back in the trenches so many different tricks of retail to waste time oh i have to go to the bank 30 minutes out of the store to get change oh we don't have any change if you were opening the register the morning after and the night before you knew that you didn't have like fives and tens oh, i'll save it for the morning and then you would be like i have to go the half hour out of the store anything to get out of the store honestly cutting corners eh, retail's tough man i hate to hear it i know i know i know uh while we're talking about patent leather air force ones this is a shoe that first popped up in the nike sneakers preview that they did toward mm -hmm. the end of last year and i probably won't follow through on actually buying it but it's one i quite okay. love did you guys see this patent leather las vegas nike air force no. one the pink no. pair no. with the white swoosh no you're making that up <laughs> joe it's a real sneaker I'm which it up. if you were you know tuned into the nike sneakers app coverage which i would think you would be since they shout you out on yeah, there you know, they, jinx you know, i saw him last week i like these a lot las vegas nike air force ones they're cool they're loud here's the thing though the undefeated patent leathers i think air force ones that i got mm. what was it two years ago or a year ago year and a half year. or so year and a half. i think that's enough patent leather air force ones for two years for me yeah oh i was so close to getting a pair of those super cheap because when i was in hawaii over the uh, winter break bait had some pairs on super duper sale and i think because you know bait and undefeated are owned by the same people and i think they had the undefeated air force ones multiple colorways for like 40 dollars or something well, like that also went to outlets but yeah also, i know but 40 bucks i, I would have gone in also, also and never worn them but also it's a shoe that like may it may have went on sale it did go on sale went to outlets but you bring those out like it's a perfect to me saturday errand shoe Mm. Like you break them out. It's a dope shoe. It's not shoe. too loud. It's a Saturday Aaron sneaker. Just like, 
no, sometimes I like to go super loud on okay. Saturday. I'm okay. not talking about when I'm riding city bikes, which I've been doing a lot. My city bike attire. <laughs> if anyone sees me out in the street, I have the Supreme mask all the way down. Really? Yeah, I have a yeah, photo. Incognito. Yeah, incognito, all black with the Lululemon. I dropped a bag at Lululemon <laughs> uh, Saturday. I'm not, I'm not lying. But anyway... Uh, but I like to wear loud sneakers sometimes that I wouldn't even wear like for the show or mm. just, you know, just, just to, to restore the feeling. So if you guys were going to Vegas, yes, mm -hmm. right, and you were being superstitious and you were like, I need to wear a lucky pair of shoes yep. to hit the hit the casino floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what pair of sneakers are you guys putting on? If it was like, hey, I have to, I have to win big. Yeah, if you're being superstitious about in it in Vegas. There was a time for every single big interview. Pharrell in Atlanta. I remember uh, all the Cuddy ones. I would wear the black cement threes, and it was the same one. Totally, totally beat. Like insoles, I had to replace the insoles so much. Jump man so, on the back. So pair? much so when I did the Hypebeast Essentials, I yeah. had different insoles in, and we shot like my essentials and a Jordan three was in there yeah. and people were saying those Jordan threes aren't real. He has different insoles in, but I was wearing them for every big yeah, they interview called you out for fakes on the hype. Yeah. Essentials. Every big interview, <laughs> every big interview, I was wearing these beat beat Jordan threes tongue fucked to death. Tongue was like this, like that out. Do they plagiarize the copy from another interview that you did? <laughs> those are what I would wear to Vegas, but I'm not That's a gambler. A shot a I'm not a gambler. Later. Uh, I don't. I don't have a. I don't have any no? superstitions like that. I don't have like a lucky sneaker or. Uh, yeah, I would. There's nothing in your like your head that like. Let me try to think on this. <laughs> that makes you. That's going to put you in the. Because you, yeah. what you're wearing on your feet is going to kind of dictate of how comfortable you are for okay. for yeah. the day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's some things that you're not going to want to wear. You probably want to wear something that's comfortable that you feel like a little more like bouncy in your step. <laughs> pep in my steps. Yeah. Well, I will say I liked when you wore the OG breads for Marcus Jordan. Yeah? Yeah, that was good. Definitely not a comfortable shoe. <laughs> yeah, but also a shoe that, I mean... 1985 respectfully, Jordan, you, I think Respectfully, you sent them to me. Are you going to diss me right yes. now? Yes. Yeah. Respectfully, you sent <laughs> them to me. You're like, oh, I'm going to wear these, I think, for the finale. Yeah. They're kind of beat, which they are. But those shoes, as long as they're hanging, they could be hanging by a thread. You're, you're you're not, you're not going, they still look great. You're not going Concepts <laughs> Mephistos? Uh, no. I wear that shoe a lot. Yeah, actually, that might be it. Really? Yeah. I, white leather, Concepts Mephistos, that is a sneaker that you'll see Brendan Dunn wearing. On a Saturday, you might see me walking down Delancey. I might be on Elizabeth. I might be on Mulberry. I will likely have okay. that shoe on. But if I'm going to the casino, I might throw the loafers on. Oh, look at Oh, that, might be, that might be a good move. Yeah. I might be in the casino next week. Where at? Don't worry about that. Okay. Foxwoods? <laughs> we'll be right Mohican back. Mohican Sun? <laughs> taking a trip this? You're taking a trip this? Going to New England? Uh, this? What about you? I feel you like posing I, the question. I feel like uh, it would have to be like a crispy pair of nine nineties mesh boys, mesh like boys. like a, like a nineteen oh six, something like that. Just like where I feel like really comfortable, but just feel just hitting the hit hitting hit, the, hit my element, hitting the high stake table in the Bass Pro Shop t shirt. Yeah, but nineteen oh six. Also, we're talking about Lunar New Year shoes. There was a Lunar New Year uh, New Balance nineteen oh six. I think it's like a white and pink pair. There's a whole pack that they did with it, and those are really nice. Going crazy on the nineteen oh sixes right now. Oh, yeah. yes, those Bronsons. Yeah, the another Bronsons. picture. We don't have to spend too. much I feel time. like we do a weekly. Yeah, we don't have to spend too much time, right but they look incredible. That's my opinion. That's my personal opinion. And my boy RF had some nineteen oh sixes on last week. That's all I'll say. Also, next shoe too that uh, we saw a little uh, preview of this week: New Balance one thousand. 
I That's, missed this yes, one. Yes, Teddy Santis. It got, not leaked, but so New Balance had a Paris Fashion Week party. Yeah. And in the back of it, they had a flyer on the wall which said uh, Joe Fresh Goods, New Balance 1000. That's the next model that they're going to be pushing. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Sykes on Twitter noted it. Yeah. And talked to people there and they're like, yeah, we just put it, we just put the the poster in the back to see if anyone would pay attention and pick up on it. Um, they weren't trying to hide hide the fact, but they weren't publicly yeah, one of those it. clever, quiet marketing yeah. moments. So mm. Joe Fresh Goods has what looks like a maroon and blackish yeah. uh, New Balance 1000 shoe from 1998, kind of like a cross-training slash running shoe. And Teddy also uh, previewed another pair. It's like black and silver. Could to wear a Raiders jersey with that? No, um, but... I would like to wear the would like to wear this shoe. Oh, uh, you didn't you know you didn't you didn't in Slack you put it in, but you didn't really say anything. You must have got sidetracked. You didn't say sneaker of the year or heck yeah or these things dangin. That's what he does. These you know. So we weren't sure if you liked them. You just presented it without context. You do like them. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we don't get that too often. I know. Well, actually, I was just trying to like present the news of like. Not that it, I'm not my yeah, opinion you on it. T- you picked I'm trying it. to be like, hey, <laughs> oh, you trying to be objective? You, 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 <laughs> no, I was just, I was trying to drop it there a... because it was Teddy previewing what may be a ALD yeah. collab. ALD ten years. Shouts to them. Really? Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Mott Street started on Mott Street. Wow. Ten year. Going to be there. We had a great dinner last week. So, um, well, see, yeah. and I were not there. What'd you wear? Take a guess. Nothing groundbreaking. What have I been wearing lately? Air a Max lot of Air Max ninety fives. No. Uh, Lorenzo G, no, Air sorry. Max, uh, Terra Umara undefeated. Oh, yeah, I wear those nonstop yes. right now. That New Balance model, do any of us remember that? Because that's a New Balance model that no, I have I no knowledge no. of. And, but it's a good reminder of how deep these brands' archives are yes. when we were spoon-fed for so long the same five sneakers. And I'm glad that brands are being more adventurous now and remembering that they have a lot more sneakers that would look good in 2024 than just, in New Balance case, the 997, 998. Yep. 990. A sneaker I saw that I know for sure Wealthy doesn't like, but I want to hear his um, extreme take on it. Hit me with it. These latest Jacquemus the Air Maxes. Ones? Jacquemus Nike Air Max They're one. Silver, yeah, right? silver, and there's a white colorway that's got hey, leaked so a this, couple days ago. This is funny because thanks for bringing this up because I think it's a, a good topic that we can get into. So, Air Max One, right, used to be one of my favorite shoes. Mm-hmm. I, I love, love. Love slash loved Air Max mm-hmm. Ones, right? And I feel like when it comes to people who are into the whole running shoe uh, collecting, that uh, Air Max Ones are one of like the catalyst models that kind of started that subculture around yes, for sure. uh, running shoe, like a uh, aficionado, connoisseur, uh, enthusiast, whatever you want to call them. I had a bunch of Air Max Ones and... Nike went really big on the Air Max One. Mm-hmm. I remember an era of wealthy wearing Air Max One. Yeah, pretty so frequently. I don't really. So not Air, really, Air, but I'm sure he did. So Air Max One, one of those shoes that uh, Nikes went really all in on over the past, like maybe like four plus years, where yeah. there's so many GR colorways, which is good if you like Air Max Ones. I think there's a lot of good GR colorways too, for sure. But it's just one of those shoes that I feel like I had like such a close connection to, mm-hmm. and then. Over the past few years, I don't know. It's just I don't hate on it, but it's like a lot of my feelings towards that model. Just seeing it over and over and over again, mm-hmm. I don't know why they like went away. I feel like that has more to do with your personal tastes, which I think have shifted a lot in the past few years. Even though exactly. the stuff what, you've been wearing lately, <laughs> just kidding. 
<laughs> we'll get to the sneakers and wearing on feet. Look at me. I'm just kidding. Well, well, what the hell he's wearing on feet. Um, uh, I feel like you shifted away from that. I don't feel like that's necessarily a discredit to Nike, especially because I think they've been doing good things on the Air Max 1. Even we've talked a lot about the big bubble pair last year where that was something that people who you spoke about, aficionados and experts and people who lusted after running shoes, wanted those things for so long. Yeah, and I feel like there's some. I feel it. like there's just some of the makeups that I see where it's like a lot of suede or just canvases and it just for some reason it just the silhouette gets a little not as appealing to me who out of us three has had the biggest change in footwear style in the last four years oh wow i would say you okay really is that i was good... gonna say wealthy you, so you think I, Joe... I don't i i don't think him i think me just because i haven't been wearing like jordans a lot okay. i think He's always a wild card. He changes. You don't. You, you, he keeps him guessing. He's a. He may have the Memphisto. Brendan's always Memphisto one day. He may have the Mars Yard one day. He may come in in bread Jordan ones one day. We need he a may come in. You've this. always been a chameleon exactly. when it comes oh. to yeah. taste. I feel like for you, Joe, and I feel like this is growth. Uh, I know we all kind of have our niches and the things that we're into, but I feel like first. A long period of time you were just like very heavily just nike jordan and like maybe an oddball shoe thrown in there but it was you're right you would see joe and nike ink sneakers more often than not just like very but i feel like also at that time too you weren't personally weren't as open to the discussion of these other left field things Here it is go. what it is there we go blaming me for all the lists <laughs> no i'm not blaming lists i just mean like it, it would have been hard to capture your attention on showing you like uh i know you had gone to the factory or whatever but like maybe just like Deodora? A, yeah showing you like a Diodora shoe or showing you a Saucony shoe uh eight nine years ago like like if i if i knew in my head i'm like if i were to be like hey joe this is dope you just would have been like i don't care about this like whatever Joe's rolling his eyes. Okay, but I see just, what you're saying. But it is what it is. I, I, but I feel like, yeah. but now at this point, you've kindly you've come to a point where you're a little more like receptive and playing with like just the broader scope of footwear in general. Since you're the wild card on the staff, who do you think has the most in common with your sneaker choices out of everyone? Uh, Me. I feel like there's some shoes that we like now, right? that like now but i think i don't know me and brendan have always seen eye to eye in some footwear stuff but yeah. i feel like we, like but wear a lot of different stuff on our day-to-day -day. like i said about you is that your uh tastes are much more scattered Chameleon, yeah for sure like there's that. not like one Chameleon. particular thing that i'm super into other than that reebok phase from four years ago that yeah. is yes. following me around for the rest of my life yes but i feel like i uh as much as i joke about sometimes you'll never wear this it, it doesn't surprise you sometimes for brendan to randomly show up to the office in a pair of like jordan fives or something i like, like that. when he does that really and i do like that and also for an upcoming episode i put the jordan three black cements on for 2019 you know brought the I feeling back yeah i felt like marlo on the one of the last scenes of the wire where he's in the you know he's in your the suit he's in the suit yeah. yeah no no not even that one he's in the suit and you know he he, he thinks he's gonna leave this life behind and then all of a sudden yeah. he get, you know he gives a little jab to someone just to remember <laughs> just 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 to remember but has there been i don't I, forget what i wanted to ask was is that when i was thinking about the air max one yeah. earlier and me being like i used to love love that shoe at one point and now i don't dislike it i just don't have the same feeling towards it anymore 
is there any model that you guys used to be nuts about where you're, it just doesn't like scratch your itch the same? For me, I guess wearing, it's funny, and maybe I'm just thinking of this because we're having a conversation about it, but Black Cement Jordan 3s is one that I wore a lot. I Either you probably don't really super associate that shoe with wasn't me. At one point, and correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't that your go-to shoe? If you like, you had to go to any sort of like Nike Inc. sort of event, you had more a, a Jordan brand event. I was like, yeah. let me just put on the Jordan threes because like I'm a guy who's bought so many Jordans but worn such a minimal amount of the mm -hmm. Jordans I've accrued over the years. So a sneaker like that, I I just like wore so much and retired. I mean, everything flying it. There was a period of time where I was wearing oh, so yeah. much. I mean, we all were though. That's yeah. not like, great, special but, to but me. But I I was when I was. Bringing out the Jordan threes to mm -hmm. wear, the black cements. I found like two pairs of flyness. The which I don't one? know if they're called the zebra ones, the white with the black racers or trainers. Which is a white JLP shoe. It's the shoe that I'm pretty sure it's Kanye. the shoe that Kanye yeah. wore Correct. at one point. It's the trainer, the Nike flyknit trainer in yeah. white and black, which you could argue is super white. Yeah, and I used to wear, wear those a white JLP shoe. Exactly, that Big is JLP a white shoe. JLP for everyone and for <laughs> me who says I never wear white shoes. I wore those all the time, and that's a shoe that I saw in the closet the other day, and I was like, I still love these. I think still that love silhouette those. holds up, but the thing that uh, trips me up is, and I have a pair of Flyknit racers sitting out in, yeah. in my office at home where what I have color? a lot of sneakers, the original Volt colorway, Okay, and that is such a slim shoe. They're so slim. And I, I just look like at it, and spike. I'm like, how were we, what were it's we slim. wearing? It feels like oh. a track the, spike. The, the sole. It's like the, yeah, the, the narrowness the, of it. The platform you're standing yeah. on. It's like this, it reminds me. Yeah. They, they were great when you first wore them, but that sole just used to kind of squish yeah. over time. It would get you even lower to the ground. Well, I was going to say, you know, I've been saying I haven't worn Jordans in a lot, but I thought about it this weekend. Laser 4s, Black Cat 4s, Bread 4s. I, I think I'm going to like maybe not start wearing them again, but it's like not something that I've totally abandoned. Okay. The Dunks, though. It's hard for me to wear a dunk lately. It, you it went, really is. I went, is you no, went through I, the pandemic. You stupid. The, yes. The, the term is I went stupid. You were buying and wearing undefeated, millions of dunks. Undefeated no liners. Original olive probies. I mean, I went dunk crazy. Tiffany dunks? I bought a pair of Tiffany dunks. Yep. After the, Jack, the, the Jack Harlow shoot in LA. I bought so many during the pandemic and I can't wear them right now. Not to say that <laughs> like- sunk all this money. Yeah, it was a lot. It, it was a lot. It was like, it was like looking back, it was, it was silly. There, felt the good thing the is it wasn't really the hype. It was all pairs that I wanted in my collection. Yeah, which that you had still, been thinking about. And still I'm happy that I have them, mm -hmm. but wearing them, I don't see a world where I'm wearing dunks anytime soon again. And who knows, maybe I will, but I don't see it. I feel like one of the, the crazier ones that we were discussing it the other day was with the Escape Air Force Ones mm. coming back, that the information that you had. Yeah, uh, Escape Air Force Ones yeah. retro coming. And is a cool, sorry, just to go on a tangent a little bit, a cool connection to Nego wearing yeah. that exclusive yep. uh, Nike Air Force 3 low in an Escape mm -hmm. colorway at the end of last year, which, as I understand, won't be part of his Nike collaboration, but was just a teaser of things to come yeah. and setting the tone for his Nike work coming in mm -hmm. 2024. So you, you have that um, in, there was the, I think it's called the Trail N Nike SB Dunk Low, which mm -hmm. is a shoe that... For a lot of SB people back in the day, they don't even they didn't even remember that shoe coming out, even though it wasn't yeah. it wasn't quite in the golden era of SB, but it was like a little bit tail end of that. Yeah, it was around right around the time like Newcastle Dunks had come out, so Dunks were still hot, but it wasn't like in that peak uh, early black box, pink, yeah. pink box era of first era of yeah. Nike SB. Curries. Yeah, so that shoe because they had uh, kind of 
traced back and found out that that sneaker had uh, somewhat inspired uh, Travis Scott's Air Jordan 1 High, the first mocha pair. And people went nuts for that sneaker and were spending over $1,000 for on, just a totally that's what we were talking about yesterday nondescript yeah. Yeah. sb dunk that nobody ever cared about that was in the height of that again falling victim to the hype not to point it back to you joe but just that era when nike sb dunks were going absolutely crazy but everything but also when we were in the little room when this podcast just started i got mm -hmm. the cinco de mayos yeah for cheap but i think that, 300 I like that's a when i got them for though, pace yeah. of pluma yep we had to source them. Our friend, yeah. the, the friend of yeah. ours in Jersey, had to yeah. source them. Yeah. We know who it is. You yeah. paid big money. Yes, way more than and you had paid. Forget the early money. Twenty twenty. Yes, forget the money though. Hard None out there. Hard shoot to find. None out yeah. there. Yeah. Speaking about dunks, though, we should probably say. Yes, let's talk about the sneakers wearing, you're wearing you... on feet. Yeah. yeah. I went dunks today, despite you having cooled down on the silhouette, Joe. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing the quarter snacks Nike SB Dunk Low. Actually, when I put these on, they felt a bit foreign, and I realized mm. that I haven't really worn that many new Nike SB Dunks from the past four or five years. I feel like I own a decent amount of them, but I always just end up icing them. So this is uh, this is a little bit of a new feeling for me, even though I've worn a lot okay. of SB Dunks in the past. This sneaker was, of course, designed in part by our friend Alex Diamond, yes. who was on this podcast. Yes. Please go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. Yeah, zebra stripes. I'm going stripes. Joe, you're going with a totally different set of stripes, and you got your toes out. I switched it up. You know why? The you're set, the so set is coming today. together. <laughs> the set is coming together. I feel like we're in our living room. I'm getting more comfortable. You know, I already gave you guys a tip. <laughs> Everyone asked, what's the white t-shirt? I already gave you guys a <laughs> tip. It's the DSG. It's the Dick Sporting Good socks. Okay. But fear of God, Adelettes. How do they feel? Feel good. You could... Um, feel like Jerry? First wear. First wear. Uh, did you see the Fear of God short film? Really good. No, the new one I did not. Yeah, click on that. Um, but yeah, this feels is, good. I, I love. How do we it. feel? I did, what, you know what, I purposely. What, what, what I brand are the sweats? Kith. <laughs> Breaking down Joe's entire outfit. And the standard LA merch. R.I.P. <laughs> one of my favorite spots. This is what I say to you. Privacy, please. <laughs> what is happening? He just <laughs> privacy, please. On top of the hoodie. That's okay. what I have to tell him sometimes <laughs> when he's nagging me. I'm just poking happy. me. I'm just happy because this is. I, I mentioned it maybe last week or the week before about how we should keep ourselves accountable for the footwear that we say on here that we're going to buy. And this is Joe Lapuma saying many months ago that he planned on getting a pair of the Fear of God Adidas Adelettes, and here he is on this very show fulfilling his promise with a pair on feet and letting his toes show. Yeah. Casual. Undies the socks, too. And now we get to you. Uh, decided to go. <laughs> the butterscotch ones? No, these are, I know. These are the Werther original? Great. I love Werther. Grandma's purse? These are actually, I know I'm these, are actually, these are actually a pair of Prada Tims. Did your grandfather ever say, Matthew J, come here. I have something in my pocket and slip you a Werther's original? Like the commercial? That was my grandmother. Okay. She had them on deck? Uh, yeah, she always had a little uh, dish of um, Werther's or fire candy these? by the side. These are um, these. You are, saying these are not fire? I didn't say that. Nope, these are great. Uh, these are the Rad One trainers. Also wearing the Razor Wrench. Wow, my friend, shout out Tucker uh, CrossFit. Tucker, what? The hoodie. My friend Tucker. Okay, Tucker Macklemore. Okay. Taking uh, <laughs> the other Tucker. Anyways, uh, it, I wanted to wear this too. And also, it is your reminder to please, if you want to go test yourself, sign up for the CrossFit Open. It should be your yearly fitness 
checkup. Wait, what, what is that? What? what the hell is whoa, that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that an you event in Jersey an City? In here, a PSA? What is this? No, wait, are it's you just, in it? Every, anyone can sign up for it. Are you in it? <laughs> yes, everyone's in <laughs> it. When is it? It's uh, end of February. Can it's, you wear a GoPro? <laughs> no, I'm not going to wear a GoPro while working Did out. you, listen, were you capping or being sarcastic when you said you're the most fit person in sneaker media or you were standing on business in your rad butterscotch Werther Originals ones? <laughs> um, I do think that, I, I mean, I, and I don't, I don't know because I don't want to be like, uh, there's going to be someone who says, I'm better at this, I'm better at this, yeah, but yeah. I think we did, a, if we did an overall fitness test like the crossfit oh. games can we do a feats of strength i think if we did overall fitness test if we included things like uh endurance uh calisthenics yeah. weightlifting a combination of handstands of everything i think that uh it would be hard pressed to find what another about, rapper hot as me hold yeah. on though what about joe holder does he count for media you guys go head to head no joe what? holder's in a different game that's I, I love you joe but that's not quite He's the not. same as a sneaker media personality no, but I'm okay saying i'm there trying are, to think of his competition hold on, hold on there are people out there and i will i will say this i'm not like <laughs> part of it was being like tongue-in-cheek but i know that yeah, people, that's what I was no, but people out there who will beat me in a sport like we have a pickup game of basketball oh I'm, we know that i'm not going to win but <laughs> me just too. overall fitness level you're standing on standing on business yeah yeah, yeah. and standing on business for sure okay i I think so yeah i was you know i'm just i'm not it's not like a call out there and i would love to go have like a some sort of yeah against people i think it'd be fun like raise money for charity yeah i think it would be fun to to partake in something maybe we get the brick city club Brick City Run Club, Gerald's crew, yeah, something like that. Like, Are you, weren't you in the crew? Did you def- defect? I, I know I, that I, you were in the crew just, for a minute. I just, I just don't spend as much time strictly running, so yep. I don't. Uh... OMRC, baby, I'm back. Speaking about running, you know, I've been running lately. You know what I'm running in? I told him. Not Air again. Two seventies. No, we're gonna get to those though. I think. What do I what, sent you? I, the CDG sorry. Air Pegasus. Actually, Joe. a good running shoe. Is Joe. that possible? R- remember, Is that possible? Remember, remember you kept on Joe. saying that Joe doesn't need that shoe? I did. I'm using it a lot. I, why can't you just get a, a new performance shoe? Like what? Not get, one from 20 just, years ago. I was using get, Asics get for a, a while. Get a, like a black pair of Hoka's and call it a day. Yeah. For a treadmill? Yes. yes. Will you do that for us? Yeah, I will. For the running community? I will. Wait, do you think the Pegasus, though, is really bad to do? I don't As think... a retro shoe, it's just not what you should be doing. And the CDG, though? Staying on brand even in the gym? We're, we're, we're on all hard-hitting news today. This is yeah. beautiful. You brought up the Air Max 270, though. Wait, the... wait, wait. Can I do a yeah. little, little... I heard that the Air Jordan 1 Black Toe Reimagined is supposed to come out this year. I don't have this confirmed by too many sources just yet, but I'm hearing that the Reimagined tweaks will be pretty minimal, and it should be the same materials makeup as the OG, but that the stamp on the collar instead of being the air jordan wings logo will just be a plainer air jordan text as they are in that famous photo of jordan with the black toe jordan ones Classic. over his think, shoulder think they learned their lesson from, back from in the, day. the the royals i could see that i don't know exactly the timeline but i could see a world in which the air jordan one royal reimagine is seen internally as a failure i i consider oh. that shoe i a, feel a like there miss. has to be an, i mean i don't, I don't know because i don't work at nike but yeah. the, I'm just guessing that there has to be some sort of like debrief on like postmortem how, how this just went wrong. Yeah, because I mean, I know uh, just like working in at a company, it's like you know you guys have people have meetings and people come up with ideas yeah. and they get pitched and they get greenlit, you know. And some things sound good in theory, mm-hmm. just in general. Shoes, regardless, shoes, stories, video ideas, everything. You're yeah. like. 
someone can pitch you on something and be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Let's do that. You know? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it all comes together and it's just not what it was envisioned at the point. It's not, or not the execution was bad. It just didn't, yeah. it wasn't a great idea, you know? And that shoe just ended up being a massive flop for Jordan brand, which should have been such an easy sell for them because it's one of the Air Jordan one Royal reimagined. Yeah. It's, it's some, I wouldn't say it's universally viewed as the best Air Jordan of all mm-hmm. time, but for some people it's their favorite Air Jordan one of yeah. all time. So to have a suede version of that shoe just be such a disaster. Change is just too drastic. I will say that if, again, I don't have the super confirmed, but if this Black Toe Air Jordan 1 is this minimal in the alterations, I'm in for it. Joe, are, are you going to do a Black Toe Air Jordan no. 1? Okay. I know I know the conclusion for, for Welty already, but yeah. keep keep it, you know, keep it just, the just barely changed like that. I okay. think that's where I prefer this reimagined stuff, which is this broad category, but we, we've talked about that a ton. I saw the original Black Toes, if you guys remember, on the best Jordan collection in the world. Yes. Yeah, when you shot that video. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. 1985 pair. Beautiful. You brought up um, Air Max 270. Yep. Feels like we're right around, you know, almost Air Max Day, and Nike has another Air Max. The most important holiday of the year. Speaking <laughs> of favorite, holidays. His favorite we, we holiday. Preface, we preface uh, episodes talking about holidays and yeah. sneakers for actual holidays, yeah. and now we're Real going all holidays. the way down the tunnel to holidays invented for sneakers yes nike air max day is coming up in march this week we finally got a full look and breakdown at the nike air max dn this is their marquee shoe for air max day this year and a sneaker that there's going to be a big push for yes in the near future mm-hmm. i spoke to a couple of people at nike who worked on the sneakers just about how they were designed what they're for and things like that i think what's interesting about the air max dn is it feels a little bit like a reverse of course for nike where you think about the air max models they've cranked out in the last half decade i guess since 2017 with the vapor max where it felt like we were doing more and more air and just trying to make the bubbles as big as possible Mm -hmm. and then you had shoes like the 270 and the 720 that boasted about how i think the 270 was the tallest airbag ever and things like that and then even the air max scorpion where we're just getting these cartoony extreme versions of air bubbles. I feel like that bubbles. shoe was also another like failure for Nike. Which one? On a lot of levels. Which one? The Air Max Scorpion. Oh, thought you were going to say the 270. No, 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 no. The Air Max Scorpion just felt like a shoe that it was meant to be so drastic in the design of the shoe, but mm-hmm. just never really seemed like it got that foothold of... I mean, it's also a high barrier to entry because it's one of the most expensive Air Max shoes there is and actually just one of the most expensive Nike sneakers there is. But the DN is interesting to me partly because it feels like we're dialing back a little bit or Nike is saying this is no longer about let's put as much air as we possibly can to the sole of your shoe. Mm -hmm. Let's do it in a more focused way, which DN stands for dynamic. It's Mm -hmm. this idea about being fluid and figuring out how to move air through the foot instead of just putting a ton of it underneath you. You know, going back to those recent models you said since like 2017, Vapor Max uh, Classic, Classic. I think did what it was supposed to do. That sneaker is huge. The amount that they've used that platform since then, the bags are everywhere. Vapor Max Plus, I still see all the time. The are, wait, wait, are we really calling the Vapor Max a Classic? Classic? Yes. Really? Not. No. Why not? It's it's not an awful shoe. It's just when you put the word classic out there. Mm-hmm. You think it stands up in the Air Max timeline as one that is like classic? Look, I think that it's not the most comfortable sneaker in the world. Um, I think it's still an incredible looking design Mm -hmm. and a piece of innovation and tech that Nike used 
to great success for many years. I think that is enough to consider it a classic, a modern classic. I, do we think I, that? I, okay, go ahead. No, no I want to hear your retort. No, I. But I feel like I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And just because those things are true mm. doesn't mean that it's a classic. Do you think it's just not a good shoe? Yeah. What, what is just, your push? I, I, I just, just need more. If I we're just looking at like the last you, decade of shoes that broke at, through. Yeah, but when you look at classics, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be any debate really on whether or not it's a classic. When we talk about classic Air Max shoes, mm-hmm. Air Max 1, Air Max 90, Air Max 93, not a classic. No. Air Max 180, not a classic. And, and listen, just for the record, mm. I I totally believe in a very conservative use of the word classic. And he we'll always edit hates it out iconic. He does all the time. Air Max like, ninety seven, classic. Okay. Air Max ninety five, classic. Yes. Okay. And that's like where it stops. Why does it stop there? Why can't we have an Air Max in the twenty first century? That's it's just, classic. It's just not a classic. But I need more think reasoning. In, do you think in ten years it can be looked back as a but classic? I don't, I don't think. You it's think it's sh- too soon, or or I just don't think that it's a shoe that in ten years they're going to bring back out the Vapor Max and people are going to be like, "Oh snap, the Vapor Maxes are back out." I disagree. I think especially oh. for people who are young right now, all those versions of the Vapor Max that you see. I think even like I said, I see the Vapor Max Plus all the time. That bag to me is iconic on the level of some of those bags you just mentioned from Air Maxes from the 90s. And look, I can agree with you that Air Maxes in the 90s and late 80s are the pinnacle of Air Max. And I think it's pretty clear right now that Air Max is not a performance technology. It's not in many performance Nike think, shoes. So that those ones from that era make more sense. But I, I still think that Air Max in, in, in the 21st century in the form of the Vapor Max can be classic. Okay, I, don't, I, I don't think it's a classic because if you look back at it, and this is, I guess, a full circle moment on the on the vapor max so you have the air max 2009 bubble right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel like that bubble way more classic in the lineage of nike air max shoes yeah. than the vapor max bubble because you had the air max 2009 bubble that was reused on air max 2010 2011 yeah. 2012 all those shoes were massively popular and successful for nike and that was right in that peak of nike basketball elite socks etc so that was like the yin to nike's yang when it came to their full product line you had the lebron 9 and you also had the air max 2012 sure. and both of those shoes sat really well and uh for the consumer and on the shelf at the, at the retail store uh and i feel like that bubble is more iconic in classic hmm. than vapor max but and, in 10 years time it, i don't know man. and also vapor max funny part is is that vapor max uh concept shoe originally designed by one stephen smith that he had formulated the idea way back at reebok wow. uh they have a early prototype of him trying to he was obsessed with creating the true full air mm-hmm. unit for a shoe. He also, he went on to Nike to design the Air Max 2009 bubble, which got reused through all those years. And then uh, his patents or technology or ideas, et cetera, would go on to be what would come of the Vapor Max. Yeah. Wow. I think it's, it's, it's safe to say that things were like a commercial success for Nike. Definitely. Yes, for sure. You can't say that I, that's not I, the case I, for I would say that the, the Vapor Max was a commercial success for Nike and a hit for them. Uh, at retail, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's a classic. So the 720, I feel like we don't have to spend that much time on. I feel like the 720 did not work. Brick. The 270, though, the 270, do you think there's a chance that the 270 sold as much 
as VaporMax. You guys know that that shoe that is shoe everywhere. Sold, that shoe sold way, way would, more. Way more than VaporMax. Okay, okay. I, I, I was but dancing also, around it because I didn't... That shoe is everywhere. Yeah, so, that so this like DN... Half, that shoe's like half the price too. Not half the price, okay. but like half the price essentially. Yeah. Do you, of, where of do it. you think this DN is judged by? The VaporMax and the 270? The 270, I still, every day, multiple times a day, see people working out on IG, whether they're boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you put that? Obviously not a classic, but one of the most recent great success for a new silhouette and definitely an Air Max. For sure. I think the 270, it always kind of striked me as like, it's such a mainstream shoe, yeah. you know? And it's also like the Air Max for the non-sneaker head. Yes, you're right. Right? The one that you could just go into the middle of the mall and buy. Yeah. yeah and you're not it's thinking like, a lot about it, but it has that gigantic, again, cartoony bubble and it looks techy. And I feel like the, the two worlds where you talk about the people who are obsessed with Air Max yeah. necessarily weren't obsessed. You mean the classic Air Maxes? Yeah. No like, one who was wearing Air Max 95 was wearing 270s? I Maybe mean, so, I'm sure, I'm sure besides me. Except no, for you. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure some people were, but I feel like those two worlds didn't like really like cross-pollinate as much as you would hope that they would. But it's also interesting, too, because I feel like that idea of what brands call VizTech, mm -hmm. visible technology on mm -hmm. shoes, it's always like a, such a specific consumer. It's someone who wants to pay for something that kind of screams like a symbol of status, et cetera. Because, you know, like growing up, it's like a pair of shocks or yes. a pair of Adidas Bounce or like mm -hmm. even the Air Max shoes early on. When you can see that technology on it, yes. it kind of screams to everyone, like I have the shoe with the thing on it, yes. right? The Air Max 2009, et cetera, they also were big on that. Even some of the Asics gel shoes in like different markets were totally really big on that. Uh, Adidas Spring Blade, et cetera, super VizTech shoes. And I feel like- Mizunos in yeah. Brazil. Yeah, a lot of those uh, models. Either way, the that 270 was the continuation of uh, that consumer, where as much I feel like maybe people who were just Air Max collectors mm -hmm. maybe had fallen away from the idea of just buying VizTech to get that status symbol real quick and just maybe fell more in love with the silhouettes. Yeah, well, the DN is coming up. Like I said, this is the marquee shoe. I tried this on at the Nike office a couple of weeks ago. I think they feel reasonably good. It's a couple different bags on bottom. So the back half is 15 PSI and the front half is 5 PSI versus it's a 20 PSI on an average Air Max sneaker. And it does feel a little bit more squishy and, and soft with your foot on top of it versus like, an Air Max 97 retro that you would get, you know, it is a mm -hmm. little bit clunky. And I feel like we kind of don't expect Air Max sneakers as retros to really feel the way they're supposed to. We know they look like that, but yeah. how often do you actually put on an Air Max 90 or Air Max 1 or something and feel like you can really feel the air? So that's what I appreciated about the DN. I don't think I'm going to be buying a pair. I don't think that people are going to be rushing out to buy them. I do like the stance and the silhouette of the shoe. I think they did a good job understanding what makes Air Maxes iconic and try to channel some of that language. I think the shoe looks a little bit like Air Max's tubular days in 2001 or 2002, although I asked the people at Nike about that, and they said it's not really intended to be a reference back. There's also some tuned air visuals in there because it has the same mm -hmm. badge or approaching it like the the tn technology you know it's dn that same um kind of like badge hit on the shoe i do think that if this sneaker is reasonably successful it's a 
It's a platform we'll see used a decent amount in the next few years, but I think that Nike is probably being conservative on that right now and waiting to see how much it takes hold. What do you guys think makes a shoe a classic? Commercial success. Yes. Innovative product design that's real influence, been... like something that influence. influenced other models. I think I think it's yeah, commercial success, innovativeness, but it also has to have like that uh, cherished nature to it where I feel like not saying that people don't love their Air Max 270s or don't love their Vapor Maxes, mm -hmm. but I feel like those shoes are like here today, gone tomorrow, sort of. Uh, but the Vapor Max hung around for so long. Hold on. What I'm saying is, is that I feel like they're much more flash in the pan consumerism than some of the models that people hold on to maybe from the early 90s mm. etc where it's like people will love an air max 95 but like they really wanted to hang on to that shoe and knew that they held on to something special yeah i feel like people buy the 270 love the shoe when they have it run through the shoe and then just are on to like the next thing yeah. you know where it's it, it's a totally different consumer the way that their habits are around the product yeah. looking across different brands would we say a new balance 550 is a classic I, recent I, classic maybe I, that's a tough but one see, why but, but one. see also i'm i'm not gonna say that that shoe's a classic i'm just like i don't i don't think so yeah it's a tough one because also and i'm always happy it's a to, like, first of all it's very tough because criteria yeah, yeah you yeah. know the criteria yeah. is tough to, to me if you call a sneaker that's decades old a classic it also implies in some way that it was a classic when it first came out okay or since that's another part of the criteria debut. but like the new balance 550 is not a sneaker that meant anything to anybody until new balance brought it mm. back as a retro in the past few years so for that reason i have a tough time calling that shoe a classic because it it gives you the sense that it was iconic when it first debuted and it was a huge thing when we know that's not the case and i, I guess a, a good way to um kind of uh use an example or describe it is like you can say with music as well, right? Where it's like, there's certain albums that you're just like, I know that this is a classic. You don't have to argue or discuss it, right? Mm -hmm. Jay-Z, Blueprint, mm -hmm. uh, 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, Nas, Illmatic. It's like, you don't have Take to- Take care. Oh yeah, I mean, for, for you. <laughs> for you, for you. But then there's also albums out there that had huge hits on them that, you know, oh, that song was such a big song of the moment, you know? And I feel like, but no one looks back and says, that album, is a classic, yeah, right? And I feel like maybe that's the case with an Air Max 270 or a Vapor Max. They were big hits. Not classics, but not classics. Since 2017, what what shoe comes, could be any brand, comes across to you guys as a classic? Like a new model? Maybe 350. Oh, okay. easy, Yeah, Adidas Easy Boost 350, yeah, V2. I mean, for sure. Not, I mean, not a shoe that I ever wore, but I can. you can't yeah. not call that shoe a a classic of in terms of you ever wear 350s uh, i don't think i've i've owned pairs but i think i sold most if not all of them but i don't think i've ever put a not put not a even back 350 then. on my foot i would really say the closest you get towards that like in a new model um mm -hmm. i know people's feelings about kanye are completely different now and maybe they changed their perception mm -hmm. of some of the shoes but that first wave runner yeah I would call that a classic. That colorway, and that colorway, mm. especially with everything, like that's as close as you'll get to like a modern day classic, OG, iconic shoe. One and that we'll look back on in 10 years and remember. That's so, dis fondly. that's yeah. so distinct. 
Yeah. I would even say until it fizzled out a bit, it almost felt like that original, the first colorway of the Ultra Boost. Yeah. That black okay. and purple one. Okay. Yeah, that's a little bit earlier. Yeah. I think the Ultra Boost is a classic sneaker. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm fine calling the Ultra Boost a classic sneaker. Some Kobe news maybe touch on real quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Nike SB Kobe project in the works. This was first mm -hmm. mentioned by the guys at Private Selection and then mm -hmm. Nice Kicks followed up with some good intel that actually this is not set in stone yet. This isn't confirmed to be happening yet because there was a conversation between Nike Basketball and Nike SB about this project and they are planning something, but the thing with this and with seemingly all Nike Kobe products is that Vanessa Bryant, yes. his widow, has to approve these things. Yep. And mm -hmm. I think that speaks to how difficult it's gonna be for them to build the Kobe business into a huge retro business. I think that the interest is there and people wanna buy Kobe sneakers, especially right now. But I think that it's just gonna be harder than it is with uh, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, mm -hmm. who's signature sneaker lines are powerful and alluring and Nike has an ongoing relationship with them. In the case of the Kobe stuff, Nike has to interact with an outside entity and get approvals. And it's just like, how fluid can the Kobe business be going forward if if every sneaker and every little collab and tweak has to be approved by Vanessa Bryant? I just think it's going to make yeah. things hard for them. Especially something that falls outside of just the standard yeah. basketball issue of like, hey, we're gonna do a, a basketball sneaker that's yeah. inspired right. by the time Kobe did this on on the court. You mm -hmm. know, where like maybe that seems like a little bit easier to get the ideas through. Yeah, but maybe something that's a little more conceptual, where it's like, hey, we're gonna do a collaboration with Nike SB. It may be just harder to get the approval on that. Yeah, and I also wonder where the boundaries are on which Kobe sneakers people actually want as retros. Nike's been right in the sweet spot right now, but I think that will be tested later on this year. The Nike Kobe 9 Elite, the super tall one is yeah, coming I feel back. Like some people say that they're nostalgic for that shoe. I feel like that's in the same way where some people are like, oh, that shoe was classic. It was an impressive shoe when it came out and it was a moment, but is that a enduring no. sneaker that no. we're gonna wear I mean, some people are gonna have memories of it, yeah. but I don't think universally across the board that the Kobe 9, the high ones, yeah. the low tops, awesome shoe so like there's no Love discussion that sneaker, about yeah. that those shoes are amazing yeah but the highs i feel like that's not a shoe that you put out and everyone's going to run to the store to buy but just to touch on it real quick uh especially before we go the the nike sb thing some people were wondering hey where does this make sense kobe bryant basketball nike sb for those who don't know uh eric costin's first shoe uh with nike the costin mm -hmm. one he actually did a collaboration with uh kobe there was a very limited edition it was a kobe 6 version of the mm -hmm. costin one that actually had the scales on it and then there was a more of a gr version that was a lakers colorway yep. that i believe uh our former colleague russ benson had i remember seeing that shoe around but yeah costin huge lakers fan one yeah. of his early uh, oakley commercial he's wearing a head-to-toe uh kobe uniform grinding down a ledge and also, I, I believe it was the Good Day Nike SB commercial, commercial from, back, song, yeah. from back. Yep. Um, Kobe and Costin, they're dapping up on the staircase. There's a picture of P-Rod, Kobe and Costin together. So do you feel like there's enough of a basis for this thing to happen? Because I think that Nike SB is probably the most daring and far-reaching of Nike groups I when do. it comes to collaborating with outside entities. And, and sometimes and, that can miss the mark and we're and, on here complaining about why is this and, and especially too, another moment too that we didn't even talk about that doesn't directly relate to skateboarding. But remember Kobe did the jackass uh, jumping over the pool of snakes. Snake pool, yeah. Yep. So I feel like there is a, actually a pretty strong... Wait, where's the, the jackass thing come in? 
You just mean like skateboarding, well, jackass? Jack- skateboarding well, culture? Well, Jackass is like a skateboarding crew. Oh, okay. Okay. TKY, Bam Margera, yeah. et cetera. Um, yeah, so that's like a skateboard uh, connection to it as well. So I think there's some other interesting Kobe things floating around too that again point to the difficulties people are going to have bringing these sneakers back. Adidas is bringing back the Crazy 8. So Kendrick wearing them? Yeah, Kendrick had the Crazy 8s on, which... Again, thinking about the limits of what kind of Kobe retro sneakers people have, and maybe I am out of touch on this because I never owned a lot of Kobe sneakers mm-hmm. or cared that much, but I'd be surprised if people were really ready to buy Crazy 8s, and I remember how many years Adidas tried to bring that out as a retro, and well, nobody really cared. I feel like there's like a handful of models, too, just across the board that are kind of, they kind of hit on social media, mm-hmm. or they're kind of like, the right person can get the shoe mm-hmm. off, or yeah. kind of like... Uh, Kendrick Lamar. If you know, you know, yeah. uh, sort of shoe. And I think there's certain models, like we see like our colleague, Brie Walker, she's like super into like that 90s basketball aesthetic. And some of those models, I'm like, I don't know if that shoe's going to be a commercial success, mm-hmm. but you see it like within the fit, you know, IG uh, mood board sort of vibe. And you're like, oh, it makes sense for like that look right there. Yeah. But just this this Kobe retro that's coming also where they have – Usually toward the front of the shoe at the toe, there would be this embroidered eight yep. in the Lakers purple and gold. But now they have a 98 in reference to the year the sneaker first came out. And just one of those little details that show how hard it is to bring back Kobe sneakers and not offend anybody or mm-hmm. not draw the criticism of the estate because you can't tie it too closely to Kobe. And we've seen sneaker brands do things like this for years. And Adidas has long had to call these, you know, the the crazy ones or the crazy this or that and never use his name but it's just like this heightened sensitivity around mm-hmm. it now in light of his passing and just like how much can you get away with bringing those products back if they're not officially stamped by kobe's family yep we'll see any other oh another athlete, signature athlete yeah please? i mean i i'm i'll say i'm excited for this one this is not a sneaker i would necessarily wear but like Deion sanders showing off the air dt max 96 retro the pair he showed in that video is i'm told a friends and family pair it has the new prime logo on the back but there is an og style one-to-one retro coming with like the Deion face logo on the bottom and the original branding i just think that like i'm happy Deion is back together with nike we spoke to him about this on our full-size run episode and i had him on sneaker shopping and and from our conversations it was like it'll never happen yeah he was very just like yeah Anti-Nike at the time. Yes. I'm happy that they're back together, and I think that these are the kind of sneakers people want as retros, and just such a such a shoe we can all enjoy, and it's just such a cool moment to see this reunion, even if, again, we thought it was never yeah. going to happen. And if you go back, and I feel like one of those moments I wish we had dug into more, especially knowing how much it was going to be, if you go back and watch the Michael Strahan episode of Full Size Run, his marketing slash talent agency, um, or sports what's the word yeah his his agency like sports agency help with that right yeah um dion's one of his clients and he's like yeah and mike michael strahan's obviously had a good relationship with nike throughout Mm -hmm. the years and he goes hey yeah no we got dion back to nike we're working on like we got that we made that happen yeah i just think it's the type of sneaker that everybody could be happy about and also the cleated versions are really cool you know just relatively straightforward I know, taking those retro models and putting a cleat I on know bottom. though it's like the first thing that came up is people are excited for to see Dion and Nike back together and that shoe makes sense obviously because he's at Colorado the black white and gold yeah. goes with the Colorado colorways lineup uniforms Feels I remember so serendipitous. I remember earlier uh last year and it was like the pre-game it's like the black and gold game at uh Colorado where he yes. was wearing that pair with the react sole yeah. on them and we're like holy crap like look at 
look at what he has on. Yeah, um, that sneaker not coming out, by the way. But what people really want, though, is the diamond turfs. Yeah. The DT Max 96, cool shoe. Great. Yeah. People are happy that there's some sort of version of it coming back. But the diamond turf retro is something I feel like people have been waiting for for a minute. Needed. Yes. Needed. Big Wally shoe. That's what started for yeah. Wally, I was going to say. Yeah. Is that everything? Yep. That's everything. We'll be back here Friday for next week. We won't say, but I'm excited about that episode, the next one. Yes. Oh, yes. We, have, be, a, we have a great that guest should be a, lined up. Should be, be a, some fireworks, yeah. maybe? Oh, yeah. It should be yeah. a wild one. All right, everyone. This has been the Complex Sneaker Show. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Please like, subscribe. We will see you next week. Our producer is Jillian Hardman-Webb. Our supervising producer is David Matthews. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Research and graphics from Sean Villavincencio. The Complex Sneaker Show is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.